Chapter 7, verses 1 through 13 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, Gospel of St. John, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren, therefore, said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. For if thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet fully come. Augustine. As the believer in Christ would have in time to come to hide himself from persecution, that no guilt might attach to such concealment, the head began with doing himself what he sanctioned in the member. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Bede. The connection of this passage admits of much taking place in the interval previously. Judea and Galilee are divisions of the province of Palestine. Judea has its name from the tribe of Judah, but it embraces not only the territories of Judah, but of Benjamin, all of which are called Judea, because Judah was the royal tribe. Galilee has its name from the milky, i.e. white color of its inhabitants, Galilee being Greek for milk. Augustine, it is not meant that our Lord could not walk among the Jews and escape being killed, for he had this power whenever he chose to show it, but he set the example of so doing as an accommodation to our weakness. He had not lost his power, but he indulged our frailty. Chrysostom. That is to say, he displayed the attribute both of divinity and humanity. He fled from his persecutors as man. He remained and appeared among them as God, being really both. Theophylact. He withdrew, too, now to Galilee, because the hour of his passion was not yet come, and he thought it useless to stay in the midst of his enemies when the effect would only have been to irritate them the more. The time at which this happened is then given. Now the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand. Augustine. What the Feast of Tabernacles is, we read in the scriptures. They used to make tents on the festival, like those in which they lived during their journey in the desert, after their departure from Egypt. They celebrated this feast in commemoration of the good things the Lord had done for them. Though they were the very people who were about to slay the Lord. It is called the day of the feast, though it lasted many days. Chrysostom. It appears here that a considerable time had passed since the last events, for when our Lord sat upon the mount, it was near the feast of the Passover, and now it is the feast of the tabernacles, so that in the five intermediate months the evangelist has related nothing but the miracles of the loaves, and the conversation of those who ate of them. As our Lord was unceasingly working miracles and holding disputes with people, 
the evangelists could not relate all, but only aimed at giving those in which complaint or opposition had followed on the part of the Jews, as was the case here. Theophylact, his brethren saw that he was not preparing to go to the feast. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea. Bede, meaning to say, Thou dost miracles, and only a few see them. Go to the royal city where the rulers are, that they may see thy miracles, and so thou obtain praise. And as our Lord had not brought all his disciples with him, but left many behind in Judea, they add, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. Theophylact, i.e. the multitudes that follow thee. They do not mean the twelve, but the others that had communication with him. Augustine, when you hear of our Lord's brethren, you must understand the kindred of Mary, not her offspring after our Lord's birth. For as the body of our Lord once only lay in the sepulchre, and neither before nor after that once, so could not the womb of Mary have possibly conceived any other mortal offspring. Our Lord's works did not escape his disciples, but they escaped his brethren, hence their suggestion that thy disciples may see the works that thou doest. They speak according to the wisdom of the flesh, to the word that was made flesh, and add, For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. As if to say, Thou dost miracles, do them in the eyes of the world, that the world may honor thee. Their admonitions aim at procuring glory for him. And this very thing, viz., aiming at human glory, proved that they did not believe in him, as we read next, for neither did his brethren believe on him. They were Christ's kindred, and they were, on that very account, above believing in him. Chrysostom. It is striking to observe the great sincerity of the evangelists, that they are not ashamed to mention things which appear to be our Lord's disadvantage, but take particular care to tell us of them. It is a considerable reflection on our Lord that his brethren do not believe on him. The beginning of their speech has a friendly appearance about it, but there is much bitterness in it, thus charging him with the motives of fear and vainglory. No man, say they, do with anything in secret. This was reproaching him tacitly with fear, and was an insinuation, too, that his miracles had not been real and solid ones. In what follows, and he himself seeketh to be known openly, they taunt him with the love of glory. Christ, however, answers them mildly, teaching us not to take the advice of people ever so inferior to ourselves angrily. Then Jesus said unto them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. Bede, this is no contradiction to what the Apostle says. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son. Our Lord referring here to the time not of his nativity, but of his glorification. Augustine, they give him advice to pursue glory, and not allow himself to remain in concealment and obscurity, appealing altogether to worldly and secular motives. But our Lord was laying down another road to that very exaltation, viz. humility. My time, he says, i.e., the time of my glory, when I shall come to judge on high, is not yet come, but your time, i.e., the glory of the world, is always ready. 
and let us who are the lord's body when insulted by the lovers of this world say your time is ready ours is not yet come our country is a lofty one the way to it is low whoso rejecteth the way why seeketh he the country chrysostom or there seems to be another meaning concealed in the words perhaps they intended to betray him to the jews and therefore he says my time is not yet come i e the time of my cross and death but your time is always ready for though you are always with the jews they will not kill you because you are of the same mind with them the world cannot hate you but me it hateth because i testify of it that the works thereof are evil as if he said how can the world hate them who have the same wishes and aims with itself it hateth me because i reprove it i seek not then glory from men inasmuch as i hesitate not to reprove them though i know that i am hated in consequence and that my life is aimed at here we see that the hatred of the jews was owing to his reproofs not to his breaking the sabbath theophylact our lord brings two arguments in answer to their two charges to the charge of fear he answers that he reproves the deeds of the world i e of those who love worldly things which he would not do if he were under the influence of fear and he replies to the charge of vainglory by sending them to the feast go ye up unto this feast had he been possessed at all with the desire for glory he would have kept them with him for the vainglorious like to have many followers chrysostom this is to show too that while he does not wish to humor them he still allows them to observe the jewish ordinances augustine or he seems to say go ye up to this feast and seek for human glory and enlarge your carnal pleasures and forget heavenly things i go not up unto this feast chrysostom i e not with you for my time is not yet full come it was at the next passover that he was to be crucified augustine or my time i e the time of my glory is not yet come that will be my feast day not a day which passeth and is gone like holidays here but one which remaineth for ever then will be festivity joy without end eternity without stain sunshine without a cloud verses nine through thirteen when he had said these words unto them he abode still in galilee but when his brethren were gone up then went he also up unto the feast not openly but as it were in secret then the jews sought him at the feast and said where is he and there was much murmuring among the people concerning him for some said he is a good man others said nay but he deceiveth the people howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the jews theophylact our lord at first declares that he will not go up to the feast i will not go with you in order not to expose himself to the rage of the jews and therefore we read that when he had said these words unto them he abode still in galilee afterwards however he goes up but when his brethren were gone up then went he also up unto the feast augustine he went up however not to get temporary glory but to teach wholesome doctrine and remind men of the eternal feast chrysostom he goes up not to suffer but to teach 
and he goes up secretly, because, though he could have gone openly, and kept the violence and impetuosity of the Jews in check, as he had often done before, yet to do this every time would have disclosed his divinity, and he wished to establish the fact of his incarnation, and to teach us the way of life. And he went up privately, too, to show us what we ought to do, who cannot check our persecutors. It is not said, however, in secret, but as it were, in secret, to show that it was done as a kind of economy. For had he done all things as God, how should we of this world know what to do, when we fell into danger? Alcun. Or he went up in secret, because he did not seek the favor of men, and took no pleasure in pomp, and being followed about with crowds. Bede. The mystical meaning is, that to all those carnal persons who seek human glory, the Lord remains in Galilee, the meaning of which name is passing over, applying to those his members who pass from vice to virtue, and make progress in the latter, and our Lord himself delayed to go up, signifying that Christ's members seek not temporal but eternal glory, and he went up secretly, because all glory is from within, that is, from a pure heart and a good conscience, and a faith unfeigned. Augustine. Or the meaning is that all the ceremonial of the ancient people was the figure of what was to be, such as the Feast of Tabernacles, which figure is now unveiled to us. Our Lord went up in secret to represent the figurative system. He concealed himself at the feast itself, because the feast itself signified that the members of Christ were in a strange country, for he dwells in the tents who regards himself as a stranger in the world. The word skinopegia here means the Feast of the Tabernacles, Chrysostom. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? Out of hatred and enmity, for they would not call him by his name. There was not much reverence or religion in this observance of the feast, when they wanted to make it an opportunity of seizing Christ. Augustine and there was much murmuring in the people concerning him, a murmuring arising from disagreement. For some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he seduceth the people. Whoever had any spark of grace said, He is a good man. The rest, Nay, but he seduceth the people. That such was said of him, who was God, is a consolation to any Christian, of whom the same may be said. If to seduce be to decide, Christ was not a seducer, nor can any Christian be. But if by seducing be meant bringing a person by persuasion out of one way of thinking into another, then we must inquire from what and to what. If from good to evil, the seducer is an evil man. If from evil to good, a good one. And would that we were all called, and really were such seducers. Chrysostom. The former, I think, was the opinion of the multitude, the one, viz., who pronounced him a good man, the latter the opinion of the priests and rulers, as is shown by their saying, He deceiveth the people, not he deceiveth us. Augustine. Albeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews, none, that is, of those who said, He is a good man. They who said he deceiveth the people proclaimed their opinion openly enough, while the former only dared whisper theirs. Chrysostom. 
observe the corruption is in the rulers the common people are sound in their judgment but have not liberty of speech as is generally the case end of chapter seven verses one through thirteen